Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here with Daniel Van Kirk. I am here. And our guest on the show is our favorite murderer because she murders this episode. Karen Kilgariff, thanks for joining. It was my pleasure. What a joy. We talk about We talk about swords. Oh, yeah. Uh, sword uh, stores. Sword yeah. stores. A guy who might have deserved to get attacked. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he did, but he might have. He's an E... <laughs> Ethlete. Yeah. He's an, an E-athlete. E-athlete. That's Everybody. all you need to know. That's all you need right. to know. Talk about Claudia tiny, and her life changes. Tiny Sasquatches. <laughs> tiny Sasquatches. And the Sheboygan Clogger. Which, you, yeah, we you, need the town's help on that one. This is it. It is Sword Stores, Tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> and the Sheboygan Clogger with Karen Kilgariff. You have to listen to this week's episode of Dumb People Town. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kalberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. You know what time it is, don't you? That's right. It's Drinky Fun Time, where we drink booze with some of the most interesting people at the coolest places around. So grab a drink, chill out, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the show. I'm Dan Dunn, alongside my co-host, Emma Patterson. Uh, We're at Republic in Los Angeles, California, and today on the show, we're going to be joined by two very funny guys who also happen to know a whole lot about great food and drink. Tom Caltabiano and Phil Rosenthal are going to be with us in just a few minutes. Uh, we're going to be drinking and discussing tequila to get today, and uh, we'll tell you about some of the best ones out there. Uh, so all you agave-based spirit lovers uh, should have a notebook and pen ready. Uh, we're also going to play a drinking game with Phil and Tom, one created exclusively for them and uh, hopefully we're going to get closer to, I don't know, discovering the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. All of that is coming up right after this little bit of business. Hi, Emma. Hello. How are you? That was loud, wasn't that it? That was loud. That's okay. We like it when you get loud and crazy. Uh, how you doing? I'm good. I was just making up for that few moments earlier when I wasn't allowed to speak. You know what it is? I get my flow going there, and then you slow me down and get me centered. I am your ball and chain. So we're here at uh, Republic, and this place is pretty awesome, right? Oh, my goodness. I feel like I'm in a church. Am I in an old church? Where am I? It's, it might have been. We'll have to find out. I, I think Phil, who's coming in a little bit, knows a bit about this place. So oh, good. we'll talk to him about it. But I can tell you this. It's super cool. Here's how cool this place is. Guess who was dining here Earlier today when we recorded. Well, I don't need to guess, do I? You don't need to guess. You know. Can I tell them? Yes. No, you tell them. No, you're excited about it. You tell them. You do it. Michelle Obama was here. Yes, that Michelle Obama. The real one. who used to be the first lady of the United States was eating here today. 
and I can't believe they let us in. I really can't believe it. Uh, well, what I can't believe is that no one here seemed to notice. Nobody. It's here. amazing. Yeah, they just got her in. And we, we, I have an eagle eye, and so do you. And we, we knew that she was here, but the rest of the restaurant had no idea. Uh, so this place is really one of L.A.'s best. Uh, we, there's a very famous uh, restaurant critic in Los Angeles uh, by the name of Jonathan Gold, and he decreed that Republic may very well have the best French fries in all of Los Angeles. So I'm going to try to get him to get us some fries before this thing's out. Oh, God, yeah. We must. We must. But also, our guests, they love this place, too. So I think they've got a few food tips for us. Yeah, they, I'm sure they do. So uh, we're going to be have them on in a second. And our theme today on the show is tequila. Tequila. Mm. And uh, I think I would like to just take a couple of seconds here to talk about how we arrived at what I think is unquestionably a golden age for tequila drinkers. You know, today when you walk into a decent liquor store, it's not uncommon to see several dozen bottles of high-quality craft tequilas vying for your attention. Is that correct, Emma? It, they, you? they are beautiful. You know what? They remind me of a perfume store now when you look at tequila. Yeah. The it, gorgeous it's bottles. It, it's absolutely true. And, and, but if you were to wind the clock back just, say, 20 years... You'd be looking at two or three lonely products on that shelf, larded with caramel color and non-agave filler ingredients. Kind of crap, right? And a worm sometimes. And, well, that was in the mezcal, and that would just be put oh. there for effect. But uh, how do we get here? How do we get to this point? And, and I think, you know, Americans first learned about these agave-based spirits the same way we, this great nation learns about a lot of things through war. Uh, In 1821, Mexico won its independence from Spain. And in 1836, a bunch of folks in what was then northern Mexico decided they wanted their own country, too. And Santa Ana sent an army up to put down that rebellion. Remember the Alamo? Remember the Alamo? Do I? Yeah. You don't remember. I'm British. It was was a big thing over there in Britain. Anyway. These Mexican troops, uh, they came up here to fight, and they brought with them what was then mezcal. Mm -hmm. There was no such thing as tequila then, but it was mezcal. And uh, that ended up in the hands of these uh, soldiers who, uh, Texan soldiers, who 10 years later would start calling themselves Americans. So what I'm learning from this is mezcal came first and tequila came second. Well, there's something else that came first. I don't want to say what it is because it's part of our tribute game okay, okay, that okay. we're going to play. So anyway, most of the 20th century, there were three brands that dominated the U.S. market. Cuervo, Salsa, Herradura. Okay? They were decent, if not unexciting, products. Uh, and then you had the invention of the frozen margarita, which became the scourge of college students everywhere. Relative stability was going on in the tequila world, and then in 1989, everything kind of went loco, and that was the introduction of a tequila by the name of Patron. Patron was the first boutique tequila brand available in the United States, and once that happened, they realized people were willing to pay for this style and image of Patron, and now... Over the last 20-some years, inspired by that success, you've got brands like El Tesoro and Tequila Ocho and Fortaleza Siete Legues are now finding a lot of success in the boutique tequila market. Enormous success. And with that, I think it's time we bring on our... Because I'm getting thirsty. You getting thirsty? I'm getting getting thirsty and a little bored, to be honest. Hey, take it easy. Uh, With that, we're going to bring on our guests... 
we got two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one, he's the uh, Emmy Award-winning writer and comedian. He is known far and wide for his work on a television program called Everybody Loves Raymond. We welcome, please, Mr. Tom Caltabiano. Yeah. Hello, I thought you were Tom. introducing Tom. Tom, move that mic up there in front of your mouth. Sorry, I accidentally hit it with my camera. That's all right. That's he was okay. snapping away. And uh, also with Tom, he is the creator of that show, Everybody Loves Raymond, and the host of the James Beard Award-winning series, I'll Have What Phil's Having, that might not be called that later, but right, it was called I'll oh. Have What Phil's Having. And let's Open welcome, mouth, insert Let's No, no, no. It, it, it's to acknowledge that it's not the name of the show anymore. I'll have what Phil's having, and I'll have Phil Rosenthal on the show. Hello, yeah. hello. Phil. I like how you say it. Yes, yes it's hello. very, it's, it's catching. It's way more cheerful that way. Guys, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining us here at Republic. Where's the tequila? All right, let's oh. do it. Yeah, here, let's hand this out right this now. This is not There's water. one for you, and one for you. Yes, half a one for producer Bo, me, and Emma. Okay, let's get to this. And and uh, what we're drinking right now is a tequila called. Casa Dragones. Oh, fancy, is, fancy. Uh, Yovin, which means young. Uh, this is the fancy stuff. Let's have a little toast. Uh, here's to you. I, I love this stuff. Uh, it was given to me as a gift once, and it is spectacular, and it's it's expensive. This is not cheap. This this one right here is uh, goes for $275 a bottle. Holy. Tom just threw up in his moly. mouth. Look out. Oh, there we go. Isn't that delicious? <laughs> you know what? It's delicious. It's wearing a bow tie, and I think the person who made it it's it has signed it, it yeah. with a black pen. Yeah. For uh, anything over two hundred dollars, you have to you have to sign, sign it. it to justify <laughs> the price. By the way, that looks like Dan's signature. Yeah, right. a magic marker. No, it's a beautiful it's thing. And we, when we look for tequila and we see expensive tequila, it usually has a golden color. Yeah, this to one indicate does not. that it's aged. Not this one, I believe, is aged, and yet it has no color. Well, it's a blend of silver and añejo tequila ah. uh, that they rested in uh, oak, new American oak barrels for five years. I don't know how they got so the color out. So that's extra añejo. They got it out of there. It was just magic. They got it out of there. But uh, yeah, it was it was an extra aged tequila. Right. Uh, I don't know what, if they're calling it extra añejo. They said aged tequila with a silver tequila. But yeah, it's what do you a think, mir- Tom? It's a miracle of science. Oh, it is. It is delicious. Have you I, had that before? I, uh, I have not. What do you it's think? A, for two hundred fifty dollars a bottle, I have not. It's uh, it's pretty great. What do you delicious. get? What do you get in there, Tom? Let's let's give us a flavor profile of this Casa Dragones. I'm tequila. getting a little amorous. Is it? Oh no, no you were looking for a flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Did you say hammer? By the or way, amorous? yes. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you 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 have to introduce Phil before me. You know that. No, Phil, not Phil not was just talking a second ago. Everybody, Phil, Phil, you opened for me. Yeah, you. Opened I opened. No, but yeah, Phil, yeah. <laughs> no, but Phil technically, you know, he was my boss on Everyone's Raymond. So he it's was, weird, yes, he was and I still boss. act like. Yeah. So yeah. that relationship never ends. So even if I became the president of the United States, Phil would still call Phil, me. Phil, what are you doing? Prefer you? Is it okay for Tom to speak right now? You, you <laughs> yes, give your blessing. Much. Oh, now we're back in the writer's room. You yeah. got 20 seconds, Tom. Go yeah. ahead. No, give that's the, it. No, I feel because Phil has a, tell him a nice show think, on the air. Tell him you think it tastes like Mountain Dew. Tastes like Mountain Dew. Okay. Yeah. Phil, your thoughts? Dr. Pepper. All right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sophisticated <laughs> palates. Yeah, the the same time. The, the aristocrats. aristocrats. Can I just say for the listener, because they can't see what we can see. This How is cute really we are. Cute. Yeah, this is what I was going to say, because you guys have worked together for, I nine mean. Years. Nine, nine years. Nine years. We, I sat this close to Phil for nine oh, years. He knows thing. my smell. <laughs> I can walk in the room. He says, 
That's filth. Yes, I, I, don't, I, know, I know you went to school probably, but in Britain, I know if it's different, but we, we used to say that imagine going to first grade and you sit next to a student in first grade and then you sit next to that person until you graduate high school. Yeah. That's how long I sat next to Phil. So you're like For brothers. nine years. Did you used to cheat off Phil? Did you, did you peek at his tests? <laughs> yeah, to be nice. Phil controlled everything. Phil no, it, was, it was like uh, high school, college, and a little grad school. Yeah. What we or did. And friends, yeah. all of us, since then. And that show ended 12 years, years ago. ago. So add 12 to the nine. Now, oh, you're, yeah. you're really, so you didn't know, Phil, you didn't know Ray. Nope. Prior to the show, we but were, Tom, you and Ray were friends yes, prior. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. So then you, you and Ray are doing stand-up together, Tom. Ray, the show happens, and then Phil, how do you come in here? Ray is set up on blind dates with different writers to create a show for him. He, he did six minutes on, a, on David Letterman. Letterman said there should be a show for this guy, and they set about looking for writers to create a show for him. Uh, I think I was not his first choice. I think there was a writer from Friends who, who uh, he thought would be right. That guy was not available, and here comes this idiot, and I get to uh, do the show. So you write, you write a pilot. Yes. And then they, did Ray take a look at it, or who? who Absolutely. Who vets, who vets that pilot right at, right off the bat? Uh, was it Stu Smiley? Was that, there's was no that, was vetting, the really. Was there's it? no well, vetting. Well, the, the network but vets it. Yeah. Yes, right? there's, there's eyeballs on it, but there's no, like, yes, Les Moonves ultimately is the final arbiter. Right. Okay. But we had no idea what the show would be. So I asked Ray to tell me about himself, just as you and I would, if we met for the first time, I'd say, where you're from, what do you do, what's your family like? And he tells me all about the twin boys and older daughter. Uh, my brother lives <laughs> across brilliant. the street with my parents, and they're always bothering me, and he's kind of jealous of me, my brother, because he's older, and yet people like me. And I, he saw an award that I won for comedy, and he said, it never ends for Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. And I said, well, it doesn't seem like there's anything there we can use. Wow. <laughs> and what I didn't know about his family, I filled in with my family. I was okay. about to when say, I wrote the pilot. Yeah. you must have seen a lot of yourself in that character. Everyone does, kind of. Mm. He seems like an everyman, doesn't he? He's very down-to-earth, he's a great guy. And, uh, you know, he's, he's still who he was. His wife says, famously, you're still the dick I married. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they, they, he just got a review for, for The Big Sick. Where Which is amazing, by the way. Yeah, have you yeah. seen it yet? Yeah, I have not seen it, but it's on my Probably list. Probably the best Definitely movie of the year. Ray is amazing in it. Yeah. yeah. He's su he, there was a quote about how good he was, and his wife just says, they must have misspelled stupid. <laughs> yeah. See, she's by like way, me and you. Yes. Yeah. See, this is why I'm, this I'm, works. Dan I'm the, stu I'm the stupid one. Keep yeah. him I, I think I'm stupid in this Phil, I, w I, would, I will say, because we had lunch yesterday, m me, Phil, and Ray. Okay. And... A lot of shows you hear, they don't talk anymore. They didn't even have a rap party. They don't have Christmas. You know, they hate each other. On the and it was the, really the opposite We've on the show. We've grown closer over the years, I think. Because you were a terrible boss. You were a tyrant <laughs> and a terrible human being. I was going to say, how did you get anything done? Because you're so nice. Now, that's this side. You're seeing. Yes. Uh, no, but, it was, no, but we were all, I think in retrospect, we all cared deeply. We we had been on bad shows, right, and shows that we didn't care about. And here was one where we actually got to write about our home lives and our personal lives. So we cared about these stories, right? And, yes, Ray is a very nice person. I try to be a nice person, and that sets the tone for the place. So combined with those things and very good food on the set, 
That, of, I'm not even kidding about this, that this is a, an integral part of making a family at work, is feeding. The Army travels on its yep. stomach. You, you, so also, you, yeah, you also forced us to join a Scotch Society. I did do that. We were into scotch. No kidding. This was before tequila got my attention. Okay. We didn't drink tequila there was no at all. Te there was tequila. This would have been exploded. the mid-90s. Yes. Mid-90s to, to the yeah. mid-aughts. Okay. Uh, we were kind of into scotch. We well, yeah. all liked it. Phil said we're joining the Scotch Society. And we're, we're all going to be members. Yeah. We're going to meet with some guys with skirts. And then we're going <laughs> to come back to my office. And we're going to drink in my office at the end of each filming. But, boy, that was fun. That and was you really had fun. Something to work towards yes, too. You yes, didn't need definitely. a whip after that, did no, you? No, and we tried all these different scotches, and we loved it. That's your next episode if we yes, ever come back. Yes, another one. But I kind of almost graduated to tequila because the best tequilas, like the one we're drinking right now, to me, is like a light scotch. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Does that make sense? Let's have another no. sip. I, I mean, I mean, you couldn't tell by looking at this color because it's. But, like, uh, uh, can I talk about scotches? Uh, oh, I mean, absolutely, uh, I yeah. mean uh, yeah. tequilas that we may not have today. Absolutely. The one that got that, that where, where we sat up and noticed was Don Julio 1942. Yes. Because it's like honey. Sure. And I have a feeling that real Mexican experts would kind of poo-poo that one because it takes, on, it takes flavor away from the pure agave, right? Well, you know, there, there's different schools of thoughts, and I happen to be someone who does prefer to drink uh, unaged tequila. I, yes. I, I, I'm, uh, That's what they so drink there. Reposado tequila is a rested tequila. It means it's two months to a year in the bottle, right? Right. I'm great with Reposado. Uh -huh. Don't get me wrong. I, there's some great Añejo tequila. That's anything over a year, a uh, year to three years. Right. And, but personally, I prefer the 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 gave expression that you get from an unaged tequila okay yeah now this one is a combination but uh whereas in scotch obviously the the wood and the aging is arguably the, the, the single most yeah. important uh, facet of making the whiskey you right. know you, there without aging it there is no scotch right um so yeah that's what i think is a, a beautiful about tequila is that you you can't hide it great flavor with aging, although they, they try to do that. You know? Do you think Don Julio 1942 has added different flavors to it, or is that just the oak that they're using? No, it's it's the wood. Yeah, uh -huh. I don't, in fact, it's a, it's a one, they can't legally add anything to that uh -huh. one, because that's a 100% that's a uh, agave tequila. So not Do you like it? Or is I it do too like sweet it. I do. No, that was and that was one of those brands that, you know, first of all, the bottle's amazing, you know, so you see that, that tall, tall bottle. That tall, beautiful brown and you, bottle. And yeah. it is, I, I would say that I haven't I haven't had it in a while, uh -huh. only because of this sort of explosion of all these other brands. Right. And uh, we, we were talking earlier off the air, and hopefully we'll get a drink with it, is uh, Fortaleza has become one of my Terrific. favorite brands. Terrific. And uh, y there's so many out there that you that Don Julio just kind of feels like that, uh, you know, it's like a hot dog, you know. But I haven't had it in a long time, but if I have a hot dog one day, I go, God, I love hot I forget how much I love hot dogs. I've, I've been eating all these fancy sandwiches, yes. but a hot dog's really good, and that's what Don Julio uh, is to me. It's just one I haven't been back to a while because I had a relationship with it when I was early uh, younger, and now I've moved on. So, so do you have less respect for Phil or more because he likes the 1942? I, you know what? I think that people should drink what they want the way they want to drink it, 
And anybody that's given him shit for that is just kind of an asshole, you know. Okay. When you hear people go, oh, you shouldn't do this to this drink, and yes. you know, uh, you know, oh, you shouldn't put ice cube in that. You right. shouldn't. No, why shouldn't I? We like. What I'm we drinking like. it, yes, not you. Of course. Yes. 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 Emma, do, do you know that tequila? Do you know 1942? I was going to say, do you know her? I don't, and and I think that, and I don't think this is incorrect. There's not the one many tequila influenced drinks in England for a really long time and I think even if you went there now there wouldn't be that many I think we're so close to Mexico here in California there's way more tequila options it's delicious but in in London especially when I was growing up as a student yeah. we did shots of tequila you shot it because it was disgusting <laughs> yeah there was no other way. It was like gold. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. So, I'm yes, I'm learning en- endlessly right now. Well, it could also be uh, maybe, you know, the vibe that different spirits sort of, uh, you know, evoke. So tequila has that, you know, it's warm. You know, the, it, it, it evokes feelings of being in a warm place, in a festive place. And as we all know, England is cold and dank. And right. so, you know, it really, I mean, it's not going to go, oh, man, let's drink some tequila and run out in the streets and freeze. You know, yeah. it's yeah. Like, give me some beer and... By the way, Emma agrees with you Mold zero. Yeah, if I'm reading her face correctly. I was about to say, hang on. I can say it's cold and dank. Yeah, that's I true. can. Um, tell the people, though, that there's, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's a difference between the tequila you can buy in Mexico and the tequila that you buy in America. Well, isn't there no, a, an alcohol in, difference? In terms of, oh, in, in ter- no. Well, Proof is higher, I think, in they Mexico. Can be, they yes. can be. I mean, there's obviously there's a lot more. Uh, tequila available down there, like little brands that pop up, and most of but them. But if you know, the same brands have less alcohol here than in Mexico, they well, they have to have at least forty percent alcohol right. here in the United States, so right. eighty proof. Yes. Uh, but yeah, generally down there, they're probably they're probably d- distilling it, you know, or they're probably adding less water. Bring you know, right. could be higher proof tequila. But my experience down there has just been that there's so much more you know like yeah. you'll go into little you'll go into little cafes uh you know two hours outside of guadalajara and it's like wow look at all this stuff but probably 75 percent of it is just being made you know in, in, backyard, in some boy. small still yeah. in a backyard <laughs> and they're slapping a label on it um it's also you know uh, the, the two big differences would be a hundred percent agave tequila versus a, a mixto tequila which is what you were probably talking about when we we're shooting because back in the day i remember it'd be like ooh. Cuervo Gold. That's fancy. <laughs> but really, it yeah. was shit. What it was was only 51% had to be agave, and the rest of it could be who knows what you're getting there. You know, uh, Well, it tasted, and, yeah, it tasted like tasted Flavoring and caramel yeah. and everything they put in there. Yeah. Uh, and so it, you should never be drinking anything that's not a can, 100% agave tequila. Can yes, I Tom. just get an English Wait, to English uh, translator? Can I ask Phil if you can speak? Oh, yeah. Is it okay? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he was. Oh, I thought a pregnant pause. <laughs> he was comedy. thinking about it. Yeah, he, he was thinking. He was remembering that episode in the fourth season when you said something stupid. Should I, yeah. I think. I think what Tom was going to say is, I said it tasted like turps, and it's because we would do shots of tequila, and someone, not my mother, but someone like my mother, would have said, "Oh, he could strip paint with that." Oh, turpentine. Turpentine. Because we mentioned okay. turpentine before. Turpentine. Yeah. turpentine. That's Tastes what like it tasted like. Should we taste a different one? Yes. Let's do a different one. Yeah, let's do it. This uh, is fun. This is Yeah, we got another one. Day here. drinking, everybody. I don't know when you're listening to this and podcast, but more. it's 2.30 in the afternoon, and hello. Yes. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Hello. And there's for you. Okay, this one we've got, and feel free to pour yourself more, is uh, one of my favorite brands, uh, Tequila Ocho. 
Blanco? Uh, yes, this is a plata. Yeah, Blanco. Bla- this with ter- particular one is Tequila Ocho Puerto del Air Plata 2016. For sure. And uh, the reason it's got that on there is Ocho is the first tequila to designate both the year it was produced, 2016, and the precise field from which the agave was harvested, and that's Puerto del Air. Uh, so, and how much is this one? This one's about $55. Yeah, about 55 bucks a bottle. And uh, this uh, Ocho was started by the Camarino family back in 1937. It's third generation now, tequila producers. Uh, they make it in the slow, artisanal way. Uh, everything they do is estate-grown agave. So they own all the fields where they're growing the agave, and not many producers down there can claim that. And all they've ever made is 100% agave tequila at Ocho. So uh, let's. This is a very, to me, very subtle, very nice. I think I'm drinking water. But the the other one certainly has more flavor to it. Yeah, this one. Well, this one to me, I'm I'm getting, I get a little brown sugar in there. You get a little brown sugar. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And some pepper too. A little spice. It's distinctly sweeter. Yeah, it's definitely sweeter than the Casa Dragones. Tom. Definitely sweeter. I prefer the much more expensive one. Yeah, but this, I, this, I find this delicious, though. It really is. Yeah. yeah. It's good is stuff. This, Dan, did it's you pay good. for this bottle yourself? Because I'm going to give Phil I did. the slightest. No, no, don't give me any. No, are you sure? This is really good <laughs> stuff. And, uh, you know, I, Ocho, Ocho is one of those ones where any, any legit craft cocktail bar you're going to go in, yes. in any big city in America, yes. they're going to have tequila Ocho on the shelves. Uh, yes. And uh, Can I make a pitch for, for yeah. people who may... Uh, want something that tastes very good but don't have a lot of money to spend. I think the Herradura Blanco is fantastic. Herradura is a really good tequila. Right? Yeah, they really do a great and, job. And that's like in the 20s. That's, yeah. that's not cheap. expensive. Cheap. Very but, but delicious. Yeah. Really good. That's for all you listening out there. Are they a sponsor? Are not a baller like Tom. Yes. Are yeah, they Tom. a sponsor? Because they are now. They are now. Yeah. <laughs> Let me do this. We're going we're gonna to take a very quick uh, second here to have Herradura pay the bills. Herradura, if you're listening... Run an ad right now. Hi, guys. It's Emma Patterson from Drinky Fun Time, and there's something I seriously need to share with you. I don't particularly love my hair at the best of times, but finding the right hair colour is the absolute bane of my existence. Not only are hair salons horribly expensive, you can just while away way too much time in there. I've spent far too long flicking through three-month-old celebrity magazines that I don't give a crap about while waiting for my perfect hairstyle. And guess what? I have left more times than I can remember with the wrong colour. Colours that just haven't suited my skin, my brow tone or my eye colour. Or it's over-processed. Or worse, it's been yellow before. Even when I've tried drugstore box hair dyes, the shade is always unpredictable. I never know what I'm going to get. But, you know, being blondes, it's always a gamble. But it shouldn't be. I want to share right now that I found a solution. E-Salon offers professional-grade, completely personalized color created just for you, and it's delivered right to your door with your name on the bottle and with instructions on how to get your hair just the way you want it. Just go online, fill out a super quick, easy questionnaire, upload your photo, and your personal colorist will formulate your individually blended color from over 15,000 pigments. So you have that salon quality personal touch right at your fingertips. 
And if you have any questions, the hair colour experts at eSalon are just a call or an email away. It really could not be easier. And you've not even left your home at this point. And if you want something a little bit different next month, just ask. So this is your colour. You've created it yourself with the help of eSalon and they understand and they want you to get it just right. Plus, there's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So really, if you're not completely happy with your colour, eSalon will give you either a free reformulation or a complete refund. It's amazing. Get 50% off your first box at eSalon.com slash drinky. That's D-R-I-N-K-Y. That's just $10 for your personalised hair colour. That's eSalon.com slash drinky. Okay, we're back. Uh, with Tom Caltabiano and Phil Rosenthal. And I want to, uh, you know, we could talk all day here and fantastic, but Phil, I do want to go from jump from the Everybody Loves Raymond yeah. thing to to your second sort of life. My second in, act. Is your second act yeah. in TV, uh, although you've had numerous. But the one now that's just great and I, I love was, so a couple of years ago you, you, you did this show, uh, called I'll Have What Phil's Having. Yeah. And it and it was on uh, PBS. Right. Uh, you did six episodes. Yeah. And uh, tell us about that show. That show actually originated with an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond because we went to Italy on that show. And I saw that what happened to the character of Ray that I wrote, which was kind of an awakening of of a guy who never traveled before and got, like, totally jazzed on the food and the people and the romance and the beauty of Italy, right? I saw that what happened to the character happened to the person, Raymond. Okay. His life, like, it, it, he lit up, right? I saw it. Every night we would go and he would be, you know, have you tried this pizza? Yeah, Ray, I've had that. And this gelato? Yes, this is very good. Have you had the rice with the chocolate? Have you had the coconut with the lemon? Have you had the... and? We would finish that, and he'd go, and here's another pizza place. Shouldn't we try it? And he would. So I saw it, and to me, I got such a kick out of turning someone else on to this thing I loved that it never left me. And it would be 10 years after the show ended that I would get to do my dream since that moment of turning you on yeah. to new places through food and hopefully humor. Yeah. Food, I think, is the great connector. You would probably say, no, drinks are the great connector, but it all goes together. Yeah. Right? And then if that's the connector, then I think laughs are the cement. Oh, and, there's pl- and there are plenty of laughs on the show, too, because well, you, you would check in with your parents. Uh, They're the stars. And, and just great stuff. You'd on Skype. Skype home to the parents. And their parents are in, are they in Brooklyn? Where they're they? in New York. They're yeah, in New they're, York. Yeah, and and you'd Skype home, you Skype home to the parents. Yeah. And the, the, the best would be the, you know, uh, clearly there's a lot of love, but occasionally you'd seem extremely excited about something that they might be a little bit indifferent about. Mom, you want to hear what I ate today? Not especially. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, and you you're, understand this is a food show, right, Mom? Yeah, but why? Is that what you talk about? I mean, what are you, what are you really doing? This is what I do now. I'm doing this. I'm trying to get people to travel. Yes, but aren't you writing anything? You know, I, I, I edit the show and there's, we write the voiceover and I, you know, this is what I do. But that's not a job. Not a job, yeah. No. We're the actors. No. That's yeah. a, but everyone's favorite part of the show is them. And I'm like, why do I bother? Why do I fly around the world? Why, yeah. why don't I just Skype them from my bed and they get, there's the show? 
But they came out here when you did the Los Angeles show. My dad did, yeah. Your dad did. My yeah. dad came. My mother didn't want to come because to her, a vacation is him leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and how's he feel about that? Same. Same way. Okay. Very happy to be there. And we Skyped, we Skyped him to her. Oh, that's great! And yes, that was very one of the one of the one of the, my favorite episodes actually. In L.A. and my, you know I live here, and yeah. yet you, there are all these things when I, Jesus, Phil's, these are things I've never heard of. Me too, by and, the way. It was amazing. I lived here twenty five years in Italy. You went to. I'm like, I know all about that. Did stuff, you, is but, that true? But, yeah, you knew so all those some places? of the places you in L.A. It seemed more familiar to me than what you did in Los Angeles. There's neighborhoods it. we don't go in because we're afraid because yeah. we don't know anything. Yeah. So when you have someone from that neighborhood in East L.A. take you to the different taco trucks, your mind gets blown because you pass a white van that you would never stop at. Why would I stop there? It looks like a, yeah, I could die from uh, food poisoning. Yeah. Why would I stop there if I don't know anything? And this guy says, this guy's making the best carnitas probably in the world. This guy, Carnitas El Momo. Carnitas okay. El Momo. I'm going to plug him. Okay. By the way, he just won... What are the awards called where they give the food trucks awards or the outdoor, the Vendies, the Vendies. Yeah, okay. He won this year. He won. Oh, the whole that's thing. fantastic. So we you get it. this amazing pork uh, uh, taco that's the size of two tacos. It's like this, like a football. It's $2. Two bucks. And it's the best thing you ever ate in your life. And, and this, what you're getting right here, this is why the show really works, and at least for me, resonated with me, is... There's an enthusiasm that you have when you're in these places that's really infectious. Like I watch, and because sometimes you go to these food shows, and and you, I watch some of these food shows where they come across as an expert, and that's great. And there's definitely a place, but in your case, it's like we're discovering it along with you. you I'm a you, fan. There's, there's a, yeah, exactly. There's a real sense of, of of wonderment to what you're doing, and I watch how excited you get. <laughs> you're checking out some of these things, and I think to myself, and I guess that's why these shows work, is people at home going, I need to do that. Like, that's I really need to go to these places. And I, I, yeah, sorry, Phil, I was going to say, the thing, the thing that you left out, which is funny about Ray, because yeah. you can tell the story, yeah. where he's like, don't you want to go to Italy? And he said to you, I'm not really interested in other cultures. Yes. So in real At life, first he didn't <laughs> want to go. He wants to go to the Jersey Shore. He'd never been. He's four, he was 40 years old. He'd never been out of America. That's crazy. And both his parents are from Italy. So I think you had the reluctant. Not only did you have someone that yes. you converted, but you had the reluctant tourist that's very much like the normal person. Which goes, made it special when yes. I saw him turned on. By yes, it. you turned him from you know, a perfect arc. Anybody yeah. want some more Ocho, by the way? Look at Tom I have a question. Tom, yeah. Because, as you say, you're a fan of food and, um, and everything's new and exciting on your show. But what do you do when you don't particularly like it? Right. Or it's not to your taste. Yes. You might warm to it after yes. a while, but do you want to catch that moment? We, we have uh, had a few of these moments in the show. Uh, my brother, who works on the show, he's a producer on the show, has never laughed as hard in his life as when he saw me take uh, an unsuspecting bite of a thousand-year-old egg in China. <laughs> and now it's not really a thousand-year-olds old. It just tastes that way. Oh, God. I'm talking about a hard-boiled egg that okay. comes to the table, and it's split <laughs> open, hard-boiled eggs, half eggs. The white is uh, brownish-orange, and the yolk is bluish-green. Oh, because it's been, these eggs have been preserved in lime and ash and buried for months. 
and this is delicacy. And I saw this, and the people at the table, if we were at a table like this with the four of us, uh, some were afraid to eat it. One girl in particular was very scared. I said, ah, oh, come on, and I popped the whole thing in my mouth. <laughs> oh, boy. And I turned those <laughs> colors of the egg. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was, it was, the first thing you taste is very, very, very rotten egg. <laughs> wow. Right? Oh. Like sulfur. That's the last thing you want in your mouth. Oh. Yes. This is then supplanted by this overpowering wave of ammonia. <gasps> oh, and the bravest wait, thing I've, I've ever done is chew and swallow that egg without throwing up. Wow. Yes. So it happens. It does. Yes. In Mexico City recently, uh, we shot a show, which is where I started to learn more and more about tequila and mezcal. Uh, but the same guy who took me on the taco tour here in L.A. and brought him to Mexico City because he's an expert. Yes. Bill Esparza. He knows all about not just tacos, but all Mexican cuisine. Really a, a wonderful guy. And he said, I'm going to give you three tacos. Now I'm going to tell you what's in them. Okay. So now it's like a game show. And the first one I take a big bite of. Why? Because I'm stupid. And this was disgusting. And I say to the crew, water. <laughs> and they laugh. And I said, no, look at my face. Immediately. <laughs> my brother just said, we probably can't show that very moment in the show because I'm so angry. I mean, angry. It's not yeah. even funny. It's like somebody played a very nasty trick on you. That's what it was like. <laughs> the, what was in this? Taco? Cow udder. <laughs> Which crying. in and of itself, it doesn't even sound that nasty. But the flavor that popped into my head when he told me it was cow udder was, it tastes like there's some old milk in there. Oh, oh God. God. I got to clean my <laughs> mouth yeah. out with this tequila Sorry right Sorry to bring the oh. room down, but these are the things. Now, and even with that, and even with the thousand-year-old egg, I'm talking about twice where it was bad. And I'm not seeking this stuff out. I'm not Andrew Zimmern or, or even yeah. Bourdain, who are brave souls who want to try the very unusual. I don't really. I want everything to be delicious. Nice. Yeah. Right? I when I the bottom line of anything is how delicious is it? I right? wish you guys could see this. This is hilarious. Your so? expressions are remarkable. I feel like I was there. But I want to know, what did you do? What did you say to these people that just gave you this thing? No, you thank you. <laughs> we're moving on. Here we go. And by the way, so we're down there doing this. This is for the the next season of whatever yes. the show is going to be called. So yes. Phil, something, uh, something, Phil. Something, something, Phil. <laughs> Phil, uh, Phil left PBS, um, uh, and then he's now doing a show for Netflix. Same it's, show, it's different same title. Same show, different title. It's gonna, we don't know when it's coming on. A few months. It's going to be coming on soonish. And uh, how many? You're doing six of those, too? They picked me up for two seasons of six. Wow. So even though we've waited a long time, now... It looks like I get to do it for a while. That's if fantastic. I could do this the rest of my life, you'll be fat. That's fine. I'll be fat. <laughs> watch. That should be the name of the show. Uh, watch Phil get fat. Where? So where? Can you tell us some of the locations yes. that you're going to do? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, these first six for Netflix. I went to Thailand. I went to Vietnam, Israel, Portugal. Have you been to Lisbon, by the way? I've not. No. Oh, I, let me recommend that to you. Only Porto. I've been to Porto. Porto. And then in the, in the, the Duaro Valley. But I did get yeah. plenty of port in Lisbon. 
Wonderful. Yeah. Have you ever had this drink, the sour cherry liqueur there called gin Ginja? Ginja. Have you had it? Yes. It's nice, right? It is good. Yeah. yeah. Portugal is a they drink wonderful it, They drink place. it before dinner, after dinner, during dinner, before port, after port. Yeah. Is it they it love digestive? This. It's, I don't know what it is. It's really tasty, and it's like, how much? 80% alcohol? It's great. It's a crazy, yeah. crazy yeah. proof. I'm just wondering, because you've obviously traveled a lot, have you found it cheaper to eat everywhere else, and then you come back to Los Angeles and you're just staggered at how I much think you spend? You know, I had a I had a bowl of cow soy in northern Thailand, <laughs> which is one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. Oh, this wait. beautiful coconut curry with fresh egg noodles in it and giant pieces of chicken, like a whole leg in there, and then crispy noodles on top, and then hot chilies and, and pickled mustard greens and cow soy. Look for this dish if you're in a Thai restaurant. Anyway, a giant bowl of this that would feed this whole table is a dollar. Oh. Wow. Well, they saw you coming. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know what i want to do right now besides drink toast to this cheers yes. cheers way, this cheers. is this is great thanks for sharing We're gonna have i think what i want to do at this point at this juncture juncture is there a t in there Juncture. is it just yeah it no? is uh, whatever do it your way you're you it's time to play the drinking game oh Tom. That was serious. Yeah. I like that one, right? Is Tom my partner in the game? Uh, well, let me explain how it goes. Will you pass me that, by the way? This. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Let me, you let did me explain. Not. So, Phil, this is the Phil Rosenthal Tequila Palooza game of Destiny. Oh. That's what I, I've just. We created this earlier. Em and I got together I for several to hours. All right, it was just me. Um, uh, <laughs> here's how it works, Phil. You get the majority of these questions I'm going to ask you correct, and you will win a copy of the galleys. Of my oh, most recent, the galleys of American the most recent book. Wino. So this isn't the this is the version that comes before the final book, and I the reason is because I don't. Phil's I written don't the book. Have, Dan. I don't, yeah, you know how it works. <laughs> so I don't have any copies of the actual book at home, yep. but I have the galleys. And wait, this is where it becomes. And right here, along with a three-week option for the TV and film development rights to the book, which I've written here on a piece of loose leaf. I get the film rights to the book for three weeks. Yeah, if, for three if, weeks. If you win. Yeah, as you can see, like I've said, yeah. This is like a pitch. This is like an ambush. This is like an ambush. Can I just this say? This is valuable. This is worth some stuff. Can you do Second my prize? Yeah, here we go. When <laughs> I made this suggestion, <laughs> yeah. I was joking. Oh, she did suggest it. Yeah. So here, I'm going to put that right in the middle of the table. Try not, to get too, try not to get too excited while you're looking at it. Now, if, however, you fail to get the majority of the questions right, Phil... I'm afraid you're going to have to forfeit 10% of all future Raymond royalties to the Drinky Fun Time Foundation to support the recreational this pursuits. because we're almost done. The yeah, so <laughs> yes. yeah, there we go. Okay. Syndication's it's only kind of run out. But, yeah, but here's under. the twist. Yeah. Uh, Tom Caltaviano, yes. who has nothing to gain or lose financially Except from this, time. Correct. will occasionally Integrity. be able to uh, answer as well. And if Tom comes up with a correct answer before you... You lose that question because Tom got it. And if uh, Tom gets... But then he has to take the rights to your book. He does, yeah. But if he gets, if he gets it wrong, then, uh, then nothing happens because this is uh, Drinky Fun Time, the game where friends become enemies. Wow. Thank right. God that, that musical go. sting saved the <laughs> rules of the game. Okay, here we go. Hour nine of the rules of the game. I hope you. I hope you all understand the rules. Here we go. Uh, I don't even understand. I, it's the okay. Rules. Dan wrote him. He doesn't Did, know what they I'd are. I throw you out of here now because that's if you shouldn't understand. So, this question number one 
is for Phil only. Tom, you are not allowed to answer this I will one. not answer. Question number one, Phil, are you ready? Yep. True or false, Stanislav Dushkinov is a Russian lawyer who has been implicated in the investigation into whether or not the Trump campaign colluded with the Russian government to sway the 2016 presidential election. True or false? What does this have to do with tequila? Or drinking. Stanislav Dushkinov. True or false? False. Is that your final answer? I'm now going to switch it to true because you asked me that. You're now you're saying it's true? Yes. Stanislav Dushkinov is a Russian actor who appeared in the 2010 documentary film Exporting Raymond. <gasps> oh. I know, the, I know the guy that did that film, by the way. <laughs> you do? Yes. Do you? Wow. He knows Okay. So there we go. You oh. got that one wrong. Who, who Except did, who I got did? it right, and then you threw me Stanislavs. a thing. Stanislavs. Who yeah. did make Exporting Raymond? Uh, Phil Rosenthal. But wait a minute. Uh, by you, the way. You, you threw me a curve. Yeah, you, 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 you misled the witness. Yes. You, the you, game's you all about curves. Him. It's a game of curves. You strong-armed him. Yeah. Oh, wait. Um, we got some cocktails just oh. showed up here. Uh, this might be so much better than this oh, for yeah. the game. Can, so we have the... Uh, Let's give him a mic. Yeah, the very yeah, talented bartender. Uh, this is Vey, everybody. Vey, the very talented... Hey, Vey. Oi, Vey. Here, Emma, you take over for a second. I'm going to give Vey You could only get away with doing that. All right, so Dan is running the, the drinks over to the table. Well, we get a blessed I, yeah. break from the guy for a minute. Come on, sit down. Get yeah, coffee. so this is the first drink. Dan, do you want him Look to describe it? That we'll is. speak for you, dear. It's okay. Do you want him to describe Hi, it? Go ahead. What is this? It looks this lovely. This is our uh, first drink. It's, uh, it's called a grapefruit cocktail. It's made with tequila, puto mess, which is uh, kind of a reef. A uh, little bit of a grapefruit peel infusion, and then uh, fresh grapefruit, and then just garnish with a grapefruit twist. A Take grapefruit a twist. It looks like a pig's tail. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Can I do? Can I go first? Well, the yeah, drinks yeah. here are so great. Really, you do such a great job. <laughs> this next drink is actually a collaboration with our chefs. Um, uh, one of our chefs made uh, this blackberry gastrique that goes on our duck dish. It has uh, blackberry, tarragon, mm. thyme, uh, rosemary, duck au jus. And a lo- little bit of vinegar. We use that in just a base cocktail. We use a little bit of spit, half uh, tequila and half uh, duck fat wash mezcal. Duck. What? Wait yeah. one cotton picking second. Did you say duck fat washed mezcal? Yeah, we just take duck fat and then we uh, infuse it with some mezcal and then we uh, totally just like, take the fat off and it just has this duck fat essence to it. Uh, you definitely will taste it in the cocktail. It's savory. It's like a little bit of salt on it. Blackberry is refreshing. It's kind of like it's approach on like uh, chef-driven. Like, is this mm. called the Daffy Duck? It could be called a Daffy Duck. What, 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 you, is, what oh, have you I would call it the Daffy Duck. Yeah, Daffy Duck um, would be great. Did I just name it? Yeah. Is it on the it. menu? It's not on the menu. It is today. It is today, yeah. But Daffy we, uh, Duck, everybody. Oh, do you know it's creamy? Yeah. It's got a creaminess. Yeah. That's, That's the, the duck fat. Velvety. It's the duck. These are fantastic cocktails. I could really taste the duck and the fat in the other one, and that goes <laughs> down. There's no duck in it. So smooth. Excellent, Faye. Yeah. Thank so you thank so guys. much. What a treat. Thank you. I know you're busy, so we're thrilled Faye, to everyone. join us. Wow, Faye. Thank you, Faye. Awesome. Thank you. The best part about those drinks was not listening to what Dan. <laughs> what we just needed what a break, did I miss? It's this one. Let me try it's this one, Dan. You'd it's never really take, good. Yeah. But Producer Bo, would you like to it's try wi- That's something that exceeds your expectations. That is delicious. It is really, really good. Uh, it, it almost probably 
would help you feel better about the fact that you've got your uh, 0 for 1 in the uh, game, Phil? Oh, I, well, was, I, 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 I no, said I the feel, right answer I first. I give, then he, 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 he say sandbagged. Yeah, he asked boys, you, boys, uh, can I break he, you up a second? He's just revealed himself. Dan's just taught you something. He's going to do this. Oh, there's okay. yeah, going to be a clue. Oh, this is what I'm, I'm thinking there's going to – Yeah. Is that how you treat guests? See, when somebody says this, are you sure you want to say that? You think, oh, he's my friend. Yes. <laughs> he's helping me. Mistake. No, the yes. opposite. Don't think it. Mistake. And Assumption now wrong that I've one. said that, he's going to go the other yes. way. You can't win. <laughs> Either way, you've lost. Oh, I'm going to play it close to, the, close to the chest here on this one. So question number two. Tom, you're in on this one. Uh, Great. Okay. Switching it. Tom can answer. You can steal this from Phil. Question number two. For thousands of years, the native population of Mexico used agave to brew a, form- a fermented beverage with the approximate strength of beer. What was that agave beverage called? Rheingold. Excellent answer. <laughs> is, Tom, is that your I answer? That is my, no. Uh, what is that called? So it's a type of beer. It's a fermented beverage yeah. made from agave okay. that predates mezcal and then tequila. Uh-huh. Oh. Phil, you are an expert, and you've been there so many times. I'm no expert. Um, I just learned about mezcal and tequila and what the differences are, and I could tell you a little bit about that. This is a tough one. But this is, uh, is it Soto? I think that's wrong, Phil. <laughs> no, that means it's right. No. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> this is not how you Tom, you care. Is, it, is it Fanta? <laughs> Fanta, is, Fanta be- is, is, not, is better than Rheingold. <laughs> it's, okay. It's Schlitz. Polke. Okay. Oh, yes, of okay. course. They, I drank a little of that. It's it a lot like, like spit. It looks like milk. Yes, it's of very course, viscous Phil. and sour. It How is like spit. Polke's like spit. Yeah. Yes, no, yes. thank you. How I, I you? believe there's spit in it. Yes. You're doing well. Oh, you're doing How well. do you think you have two kids without knowing Polke? Question number three, and Tom, you're still in on this. Yes, sir. Did Brad, not Brad Garrett yes. starred the name's familiar. in Everybody Loves Raymond. You guys do remember him, correct? Yes, Brad Garrett. Yes, tastes like spit. Yes, Polke does. No, Brad does. Yes. Brad, what was Brad Garrett's character's full name on the Fox sitcom Till Death? <laughs> I don't even know any part of the name. I couldn't have even named the show. Yes. Oh. Wow. Eddie Stark. His name was nope. Eddie Stark. All right, we're, we're three in and oh, nobody's okay. got any right here. Wasn't Tom? this better when we were drinking? Yeah, yeah drinking right. and no more, questions. Yeah. Have Isn't some more this drink. a drinking No, game? we're almost there. We're top number four. Tom, you're still in on this. Another okay. Brad Garrett question. How many primetime Emmys has Brad Garrett won? Three. Is that your final answer? Yes, it is. Oh! Very nice. Very nice. Because, uh, let me give you a little history. Uh, everybody was getting nominated, not everybody, but on the show, people were getting nominated for the Emmys, the actors. And it seemed like Brad would never, not only not win, but he never would get nominated. So Phil, as a nice gesture, had uh, a table read. After the Emmy nominations came out, there was a table read. And once again, Brad does not get nominated. So Phil arranges, unknown to Brad, Phil makes a speech and says, well, I think everybody got uh, the nominations they deserved. And Brad's looking like, really? So everyone got I didn't get nominated. And, and you're saying the, the world is right. The universe <laughs> is right. Everybody got to deserve. And Phil has the mo- uh, Brad has the most dis- <laughs> Just like, what, what is going I'm getting shit on now in front of public? <laughs> and unknown to Brad... Behind the set is Bob Barker. Balloons come down. Bob Barker comes out and gives Brad a fake 
award. <laughs> now, had Phil known that Brad would go on to win three more Emmys, he wouldn't have gone through the effort of having Bob Barker. That uh, was like 80 bucks to have him come out. Yeah. And I think, uh, like yes, uh, we skipped past Phil's movie, Exporting Raymond, and the joy of that movie, which if anybody wants to get into show business, they should watch that. Rent that and watch it because you learn how to make a show or not to show. But for somebody who worked with Phil, who was the boss, right? And you have to answer to him. He had 130 people under him. And I'm saying that only because there's a certain pecking order to get stuff done. Sure. Right? So if you watch Exporting Raymond, to see Phil being constantly um, shit on and <laughs> oh, kicked in the great. balls it is fantastic. <laughs> because he, there is no more. If you said, because a lot of times in Hollywood you're trying to sell yourself, but <laughs> Phil's already proven himself. Yeah. The show's won the Emmys. The show has mm. 210 episodes. And now he goes over to Russia and they Nobody say. Nobody cares. Yes. No. And they say. We don't think your show's funny. Flatly yes. telling you how unfunny it is. It is. Yes. Yeah. By very low-level people who they wouldn't even who be able be to have right? a meeting. Yeah, <laughs> they could be right. The guy, one of the guys was a laser expert. He was the <laughs> comedy. So to see that, it's, but it's a really good thing to see how to make a show work or not work. Not like work. Watch it. Watch it. Speaking watch it. Uh, so we're going to go into question Just five. don't ask Phil who, who Let's try it. to get one right. You got one right. So yeah. Phil, you're losing. Uh, we're almost oh there. Oh God, is this still in going? the episode of in the episode of Phil's? Uh, I'll have what Phil's having. For the audience I'll have what Phil's having, which was shot in L.A. You, Phil, went to nine different places. Oh. Uh, mm. In thirty seconds or less, can you name at least six of those places? And the bonus is, if you name them all, uh, Tom has to chug uh, a shot of. Can it. I help him yeah. or no? No, you cannot. You have thirty seconds. Name the locations you went to when you did the show in L.A. Commissary, Carnitas, El Momo. Uh, Gorilla Tacos, uh, La Loteria, oh, uh, Malibu Kitchen. Wow. He did get enough right. Huckleberry. Oh, I love Huckleberry. That was Langer's Langer's Deli. Langer's. Oh, yes. With Norman Lear and Paul Reiser. Oh, that was Who's nice. going to remember those and guys? Homeboy Industries. You went there. Love that. Yes. That's and, my uh, heart. Uh, yeah, you got them all right. So you got that one right, Phil. Congratulations. Um, Chug a thing. Here we go. We're almost there. We're almost at the end. Prior to 1870, when tequila... Before the tequila designation came into being, it was just called mezcal. We talked about this earlier. In the 1700s, a young Mexican man became the first official licensed producer of mezcal. What was that guy's name? Think about it. Julio Harvey. (laughs) Can't be Harvey Phil. That's insane. It's the worst. Don Harvey. Doesn't he host? uh, Doesn't he host the uh, Uh, Family Soul Train? Lou. Is it Lou? We know, it's not Don. <laughs> it's not Julio. It's not that. It, Max? it could be Julio. Is it be Max? more famous name than that in that in that universe? Could there be even more famous than, than Don Julio? Julio? Alexa yeah. Gente? Uh, uh, Cue- Jose Cuervo. Jose Cuervo. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Very good, Tom. All right, final Thank question. You. And if you get this one right, Phil. Okay, audience, please. Hi, that's enough. You get okay, this right. You never down. have to do the show. If you find, if you get this one right, Phil, you do not have to take my book. Excellent. Tom, you have to develop <laughs> I've it. I've read and the you've book. Got, and you've got oh, three God. weeks to write a screenplay. You okay, know, by, the way, by the way, what a backdoor. You know what it takes to get a meeting with Phil to I pitch know. him a show? It's, it's all you have to creative do. Creative podcast. Yeah, all you have to do is yeah. get a podcast. If you're listening out there, you kids in Hollywood, want to be Hollywood kids, this is how you do it. Final question. New show is going to premiere on Netflix in the next coming months. Phil, this is just for you. Yes. What year was Netflix founded? Oh, does that count the like the just when it was DVDs? Yep, that's uh, it. In the, the, in the mail? when it was founded, yes. I want to say two thousand and three. Is that your final? I'm going to say two thousand and one. 
2001. Is it around when there was Raymond started? Maybe a year after? Tom, nobody's asking you. <laughs> Correct answer is... 97. 1997. Wow. You knew by, that. I knew that. By and I, Phil, if you'd let me help... I yeah. was, I was he didn't want me to let you. Yes. I thought I was toe-tapping you the answer, but I was flirting with Dan under the table. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. By the way, the other way not to pitch a, a giant Hollywood yes. mogul is to continually tell him how wrong he is and hit Insult that buzzer him, yes. Yeah, you know, that's it. They, they it, love that. Yes. They do that. Yeah. Stump him about someone that's in his own movie. That's why you didn't get that, because the time you went in with Spielberg and you yes. kept... Doing the, the horn, the blow horn in his face. Yeah. Um, anyway, guys, so we got, we've had some tequila. We had some cocktails. Uh, we never did get that, those French fries. Do you know that all tequila is mezcal, but not all mezcal is tequila? Mm. Damn it, Phil. Next I knew we You know what? That's Maybe I shouldn't answer that question. That's yes, I think Phil we, deserves this show. Maybe M and I go and make a show. That seems like oh, inappropriate. I, I so. <laughs> that seems inappropriate. That <laughs> you know what sucks seemed. about that is the knowledge that if Phil wanted to do that, yes, it would could. happen immediately. <laughs> yes. By he the way, could. Emma, I'm thinking about doing the show that Dan's doing, Only Way Better. Are yeah. you in? Only without Dan. She'd be, yeah, she'd be like, uh, you're going to catch your own lift home. I was going to sit here and say, well, at least now we've embarrassed ourselves. We never need to do this again. We never need to bring out your book ever, ever. Oh, you, suge- <laughs> you, you suggested it. It is a good book. I, it was not my idea. It was her idea. Do I it, have this book? It's a heartfelt well, now book. Now you do. You can have it. No, no. You don't so even you, have to keep the You're contract. a reader. By the way, he did... Dan, so Dan uh, uh, pitched this idea of being an American wine expert. Yeah. He realized that he didn't know anything about American wine. That's so funny. he gets in a car and drives to as many American wineries in the entire really? United States. It was three a blessing. And, and back. Wow. While he had just broken up from a lovely girl who yeah. had the right choice to leave Dan. And uh, then he... With well, David. The, the idea be at the end of it was I was going to deliver a seminar at a very shishi wine festival, which turned out to be uh, Pebble Beach Food and Wine. Oh, yeah. As the leading expert on wine in America, but that's not what we did. And Tom came up, graciously agreed to to help me do this thing. And we so we did a whole presentation with pictures, and it was funny, and we Poured had the wine, and, and it, it went really well. And then we did it again. The following year, they had us back. Crazy. I don't know why people can invite me back for these things. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. It's Emma from Drinky Fun Time, and there's something I really need to share with you guys. Finding the right hair color is the absolute bane of my existence. Now, not only are hair salons horribly expensive, I've wasted way too much time in there flicking through some tattered three-month-old celebrity magazine. I've even tried drugstore box hair dyes. The shades are so unpredictable. I don't know what I'm going to get. I've wasted so much money and I often end up with colors that just don't suit my skin tone. They don't match my brow color. But thankfully, I have found a solution. E-Salon offers professional-grade, completely personalized hair color created just for you, and it's delivered right to your door. You go online at E-Salon, you just fill out a questionnaire, upload your photo, and your personal colorist will formulate your individually blended color from over 15,000 pigments. So basically, you have a salon-quality personal touch right at your fingertips, and you've not even left home. Your unique e-salon color then gets shipped quickly and delivered to your door with your name on the bottle and instructions on how to get your hair the way you want it. And if you have any questions, the hair experts at e-salon are just a call or an email away. They get back to you really quickly. Honestly, it could not be easier. And if you want something a little bit different next time, just ask. e-salon understands you want it just right. 
So don't ever let your colour fade. They'll even cover pesky greys. Trust me, I know. I've got loads of them. Plus, there's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you're not totally happy with your colour, eSalon will give you either a free reformulation or a complete refund. It really is bloody brilliant. Get 50% off your first box at esalon.com slash drinky. That's D-R-I-N-K-Y now. That's just $10 for your personalized hair color. esalon.com slash drinky. So, gentlemen, I want to just say this, uh, and ladies, uh, that uh, this has been a, uh, an amazing time here at Republic. I suggest everybody come here. and get This used to be food. Charlie Chaplin's offices right here yeah and then it was restaurants and and about 20 years ago it was a very famous restaurant here in la called campanile that's right yeah people were upset when campanile went away yeah so they had some work to do when this place opened they did they they actually restored it back to its former glory from the 1910s and 20s there really is a campanile a bell tower above us here and it's just one of these great works of art. <laughs> so uh, let's let's recap here. Phil, your show, which we can't say the name of, is coming on on a date that we can't mention. The word but Phil. But if you is follow me yeah. on Twitter or Instagram, you'll you'll get the updates. That's right. And Tom, what Nothing. are you doing these days? Nothing. Nothing. No, I, I have lunch with Phil every <laughs> four and days. Ray every and once Ray, once and Ray, yeah, every yeah. three days. Yeah, we had and lunch I've yesterday. Yeah, we had lunch yesterday. Yeah. We knew. It. I got some things, Dan, but it's boring Hollywood talk. So. Okay, fine. The name Tom is in it, though. And what else do we have to tell them? We Emma? need to tell them they've got to go and watch Exporting Raymond because oh. you so need funny. to you. watch that. <gasps> oh, and it's so it just so 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 funny. Dan, been. yeah, can I get you to promise on the air to have Phil back right before his show premieres? I would like nothing more than for Phil to come back on the show. If Phil, he will, if you, you know, if, you'll, if you'll have us, uh, I'll have you. I don't know if you have me. Do this you have a preference of what we should celebrate? Scotch, I think we were talking about. Oh yeah, next next show we scotch. Could do, we yeah. could do scotch or mezcal. You have a favorite scotch? If you just one, you're, what are you drinking at home? If you're gonna have, you go home. You want to? I'll tell you this. Yeah. If you're in a bar and they don't have a lot of great stuff, I know they have this, and it always delivers. And I think it's absolutely great every time. Is Glenlivet? Glenlivet. Oh yeah. Just the straight, the twelve-year-old Glenlivet, and as it gets older, it's even better. But they at least have Glenlivet twelve. Everyone has it. And you can't go wrong. A big, nice rock in it. And Those that's space side so malts, nice. baby. The Those space side malts. Showing your knowledge, Dan. The Glenlivet. I would have it without the rock, Philip. I've used. I used to drink it very neat, but You've now as older? I get older, I want it to last a little longer. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me ask that you this: if if somebody said, Phil, I've got a bottle of sixty-two-year-old Glenlivet, right, or a sixty-four-year-old Glenlivet, let's say. Yeah. This is an, I'll be an right amazing, over. rare, yeah, incredibly rare, rare uh, scotch. Yeah, but in order to be able to have some, you've got to eat another one of those eggs. Nope, <laughs> not doing it. You wouldn't do it. Oh, nope. Phil, come on, come on. Sixty-four-year-old Glenlivet. I will give you a bottle of sixty-four-year-old Glenlivet. Nope, but you've got to eat that egg. Nope, you won't do it. Nope. The Chinese love that egg, Phil. How can it be that bad? Go be Chinese. By the way, <laughs> you can't, that's impossible. <laughs> You're pitching an impossibility. But you should, you should, if you watch Phil eating that and suffering it, Phil, I mean, a damn. By the way, here's what that, I learned. Yes. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. We, I eat this thing. I'm suffering. And then I find out later, these eggs on the table, they're supposed to be 
shaved a little sliver into the hot pot of oh. It's like somebody would give you an onion, and you wouldn't take a bite out of a raw onion. That's what I did. You know what you did? You just threw yourself on the grenade because the yes. girl was like, I can't do this. Yes, I and I said, ah, come on. I'll do it. I'll do it. Because <laughs> why? Because I'm so adventurous and hilarious. And look at me, everybody. Idiot. Idiot. Yeah. Phil, I would never say that about you. I would. To your face. Never would do that. And hilarious. Well, listen, everybody. You know, follow us, Drinky Fun Time, on all that social media stuff. Our friends from the Velveteens are going to take us home. Uh, again, one more big round of applause for Tom Caltabiano and Yay, Phil Rosenthal. Thank you, guys. Guys, thank, thank you. you so much. Woo! Goodbye. Hello, I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior. Happening discotheque. Remember when we call clubs discotheques? <laughs> LOL. The 70s were crazy. Night. The crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Scarface, 22 to 45. <laughs> like he's a television audience demographic? Devilishly handsome. Not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. Walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Yin Yang Twins. Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. Why would, he even, why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype <laughs> and that he has come for his cocaine. <laughs> As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced V-A-P-E in Spanish, <laughs> oh my God. he spots his dear friend who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. Scarface yells out his signature line. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. It's me, Scarface. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>